ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, May 12th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer coming up today on the program. Uh, I haven't talked to this young man in a long time. Young man, he's about my age. We are going to talk to the sports editor of the Register Herald and Beckley, Gary Faber. He's going to join us here in about 10 minutes or so. A lot of things that go with his conversation today. Youth sports coming back in a uh, limited manner. Of course, also taking place on July 18th is going to be the Scott Brown Memorial Classic. A lot of martial connections in that classic. So Gary's going to come on the program here in the next few minutes, and we're going to talk to him. And as I mentioned, we'll try to get your phone calls in later on. You can also join me on Twitter. At Paul Swan is where you can find me this hour on Twitter. So really, again, as we gather every day, let's just be honest with each other. We're reporting on snail movement because the return to sports is moving at a snail's pace. We don't know if we're going to have baseball yet. We have NASCAR coming up. That's a start. We have got fighting to a degree with the Ultimate Fighting Challenge UFC. We have got, of course, professional wrestling in some form or fashion, if that's entertainment for you. But we don't have yet football. We don't know what the deal is going to be there. We do not know what the deal is going to be for the NBA. We don't know what's going to happen with the NHL. So we're basically recording on, okay, they inched up further today. They inched up further today. So hopefully we can provide you a different distraction today. And uh, we're going to start with Marshall, like we always like to do. We're going to start with uh, at least something that we really don't highlight too much. Because let's just be honest. They're not paying big money to watch science fairs on TV. The Marshall science team isn't going to rack up Lots of money and lots of TV deals. The accounting team isn't going to be racking up lots of radio coverage. But without the academics, you don't have student and the student athlete. And, of course, that means you don't have athletes on the field or on the court of play or on the on the floor, wherever they might be playing. And Marshall has been pretty successful over the last few years. The Marshall women's golf team today, swimming and diving team, and the volleyball program recognized by the NCAA for having an outstanding academic progress rate. The APR, you hear about that. The APR is important. But Marshall, specifically those programs, ranked in the top 10% nationally. Now, the programs recorded their marks, which a perfect rate of 1,000 over the course of the following school years, 15-16, 16-17, 17-18, and 18-19. Swimming and diving, swimming and diving especially, has received the distinction each of the last four years. Also stood alone, according to the release sent out today by Marshall, as um, the league's aquatic programs stood alone among those programs and was just one of 49 nationally to reach the standard. So obviously, your athletic director, 
pretty happy with the progress Marshall's made on the academic side because, after all, we're talking about student-athletes. And as uh, Mike Hamrick said in the release today, the commitment to excellence in the classroom has always been one of our core principles at Marshall. Our coaches, student-athletes, and the hardworking academic advisors in the Buck Harless student-athlete program are worthy of this recognition for a job well done. And let's be honest. Marshall could have built a shiny facility that was catered to the football and football-only needs, the indoor facility. I mean, maybe you could have thrown in an extra sauna. Maybe you could have thrown in an extra weight room. No, um, you build a sports medicine facility. You build an academic center. You build a lot of things on top of that. And so I think that's really paying off because Marshall athletes, doesn't matter what you do on the field, you have all the tools you need in the classroom, and that's genuine for me because it's it's right here. These are the numbers. The numbers don't lie. So we'll see what all Division One sports teams, including the teams receiving public recognition, will look like all together. That'll come out on Tuesday, May 19th. So we'll follow that up. But, yeah, we don't really talk about that too much. We talk about that when it's detrimental, We'd never truly recognize it when it's, hey, look what Marshall's doing in the classroom. Say what you will. The coaches have a big part of that because, after all, you've got the tools you need. You have the coaches who are staying on top of the athletes, motivating, keeping them in the right direction, making sure it's pure negligence. You see a program with low numbers, it's negligence. It truly is. And hopefully you don't see those low numbers ever because I feel that if you do, that's negligence because there's no reason why a young student athlete at Marshall University can't succeed with everything that is put in place for them. They have the burden of performing for their for their scholarship or for their financial aid. I mean, they're a student athlete. They're an athlete. They're out there. They're dealing with the schedule of being an athlete, and at the same time, they're required to handle their studies. Marshall gives them the tools they need. I mean, kudos to Marshall in that regard. But that's the news today coming out of Marshall. We turn our attention to high school sports, youth activities, Marshall. We got all of that coming up. We haven't talked to him in a long time. This should be fun. I see him on game day, but I haven't really had a chance to have him on the show in a long time. Gary Fiber. Sports editor of the Register Herald will be joining you on the program when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, May 12th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's been a long time. I see him on Saturday, so it's not as if I haven't talked to him, but I haven't done this on radio for a long time with him. And we want to welcome to the program now the sports editor. That's a big title for a man who has big words Gary Faber, the sports editor of the Register Herald, joining us on the program. I mean, when are you just going to run the paper? Sports editor, sports publisher? I mean, you're just going to run that thing one day. Uh, well, I don't know. You know. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know if uh, they're ready for that. 
I haven't had you on the show in a while, but, uh, you know, we've talked now and then, and, of course, I usually see you on a game day, maybe not so much for basketball but football, but that doesn't mean you're not busy. You're all over the place because Beckley and that area, definitely a hotbed for high school sports. So when Governor Justice announced that some low-contact sports, some youth sports can resume here in the next few weeks, uh, that had to be a a godsend to a lot of uh, young student-athletes who are just chomping at the bit to get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and, you know, it's not just the athletes, but I think it's just um, everybody who, uh, you know, like you, like you said, everybody wants to get to some point to where we're back to what normal used to be. And, um, you know, you know, it's important to keep in mind that, you know, you, you know, we have a date, you know, a target date of June 8th, but, um, you know, we're not there yet. Um, you know, some things could happen that would, um, you know, change that or maybe just, um, you know, continue with things, you know, you know going down the path we don't want to go where things are just uh, still canceled, you know, throughout the summer. But um, you know, it, it does, excuse me, it does give people um, at least a little ray of hope that uh, something that will happen, something will happen and happen here within just a few weeks. Since Beckley is such a hotbed, lots of tournaments, lots of um, preseason, postseason events, what are the preparations looking like, the ramp-up to get everything to a point where we can have these events and be safe about it? I think, you know, I think that that's the key word right there, be safe about it. I mean, I, I, I don't know that anybody has, has the answers. I think that, you know, basically we're just kind of, you know, safety is first and you know we have to make sure that whatever is done you know that that you know the guidelines are are being met and those guidelines you know you know you know they're changing you know you know you know kind of really as we speak you know you know you know the guidelines as far as you know the number of people that can be in a social gathering or are changing you know you know slowly but you know hopefully surely um you know we're up to 25 so that has to be taken into account um you know, even um, you know, the FCA's announcement about youth sports being um, you know, being open on June eighth. You know, you have people talk about, you know, still you know, how are you gonna keep kids um, you know, safely um, you know, safely distanced in dugouts, um, you know, sanitizing baseballs, things of that nature. So I think there are so many things, so many moving parts to uh to making sure that even if you have a target date, um, you know, making sure that um, these guidelines are being met. And it's, um, I'm, I'm not the one who may have to make it, make those decisions, and I'm glad I'm not because it's such a, such a uh, daunting task. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the fans. I, I know if you're going to have youth sports, you're going to have parents there. That's just a given. How do you have them there? How do you have fans if you have fans? Are you just limited to friends, family, parents? You keep those crowds small because – I mean, these are youth sports. We don't have massive TV contracts, or at least around here we don't, attached to these events. Right, exactly. And, you know, to that point, you know, I know that um, one of the uh, local Little Leagues um, today made the announcement that even with, you know, yesterday's announcement of um, getting back to the fields in June, um, they went ahead and they have uh, canceled their season for the summer. Um, I think the main point there was that um, the, where they where their fields are located, they're not uh, – they're not publicly publicly owned. They're actually owned by the uh, Raleigh County Board of Education. So there are so many sticking points to um, uh, concerning you know where you would put the uh, you know what kind of access they would have you know, to the actual field even even while playing. 
just based on what the county's uh, policies are, you know, school policies are as far as social distancing. Um, you know, and keeping fans apart is definitely a challenge. Um, you know, I've even heard, you know, you know, you know, as far as practices for a little league and things of that nature that, you know, the parents would have to sit in their cars and, and watch, you know, try to watch, I guess, the best they can from the cars um, while the kids are practicing. So it's just, yeah, I don't want, yeah, definitely don't want to be a killjoy, but I mean, even though if we have that date, there's still just so much uncertainty that, that lies ahead. Now, an event that has a little bit more time is the, Scott Brown Memorial Classic, which is now set for July 18th, going to be at the Beckley-Raleigh County Convention Center. That's a big event. You want to have that event. You want to try to have fans there. I know there's going to be some difficulty there, and if I'm a Marshall fan, I want that event to happen because there are so many Marshall connections in that event. The date's July 18th. What's the plan, if you know, to maybe hit that date and hold this event to some sort of satisfaction to everybody. Right. Yeah. They, um, you know, I've talked to a uh, tournament director, Bob Bowen, and, um, you know, just like everyone else, you know, they're not going to, you know, you know, obviously they, they want this to happen. Um, they're going to do everything they can to make sure it happens. Um, it's just such a big thing here. Um, you know, as you know, this is basketball country and the, end of the um, basketball, high school basketball is huge down here. And um, everybody wants to be a part of it and wants to see it happen. There, were, there was a lot of um, excitement when um, the announcement was made that is, um, that, uh, you know, a date has been announced for it. Um, and, you know, they will have it if, if, if everything falls within the uh, social distancing guidelines that have to be, uh, have to be taken. Um, you know, that, like everybody is, everybody else has said, you know, you know, Baba said the first thing, the most important thing is safety of the fans, safety of the players, and and the coaches, you know, referees, everybody involved. You have to, you know, have to worry about their safety more than anything else. And um, you know, if if by then if we see that, you know, the measures as we slowly you know, kind of reopen the state, um, you know, we get to a point where it looks like everything is good, then, you know, they'll go on with July 18th as planned. Um, if there are concerns that maybe it isn't happening, it isn't progressing as well as they would like, then, then they'll, you know, it'll, unfortunately it'll be canceled, which, um, obviously they want to avoid that at all costs, but it will be done yeah, in the name of safety. What's the early indication that these student athletes are going to have to maybe quarantine or going to have to go through testing we we see what's happening just to get the UFC going. What's going to have to happen here to get this event off? Uh, you know that has not been um, that has not been discussed, and um, you know we'll see how that goes. Um, you know you hear things about you know you know you know people having their temperatures taken before they enter um, you know arenas or anything like that. So I'm sure that that's something that will uh, that will be discussed. You know we still have. Um, Two months before the game start, you know, before the game is played, so that's something that um, you know will certainly be addressed here in the next uh, next little while. Now, this event has a lot of interest from Marshall fans. You get several connections. Really, if you're a Marshall basketball fan, you're hoping this event goes off, and if you can't attend, you're hoping there's maybe a video stream of it or some way to follow along because you've got some interesting Marshall connections here. 
yeah, it's um, it's gonna be f- uh, fun to see. Um, you know, I'll be another kid for another guy from uh, Chapmanville. I got David Early. Um, and help me out with the third one. I'm drawing a blank. Um, you got C.J. Meredith. And, yeah, there um, you go. Of yeah, course, uh, Hurricanes yeah. uh, Austin Deering is in this event as well. And yes, course, very true. Yeah, so yeah, so definitely um, a big Marshall uh, influence here in this game. And, and we've had Marshall athletes in the past um, playing this game as well. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Marshall, you definitely want to see this game. Um, um I think um, three of them will be on the same team against uh, one of their future teammates, um, or maybe two on two. I can't remember. Um, but um, definitely um, an exciting thing to, uh, for Marshall fans, but you know, just um, just honestly, just you know, high school fans in general as well. How important is this event for Marshall, knowing that Beckley has been sort of a uh, an outpost for herd athletics over the years? Yeah, definitely, and, and you know. You know Particularly in football, I mean, you think of Doug Lagursky, you think of uh, Clint Van Horn, um, Chase Hancock, um, Shavard Rear, um, uh, Matt Morris. You got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, Beckley influence um, there, and um, not just Beckley, but um, you know, Coach D'Antoni's from Mullins here, you know, right right in Border County here, Wyoming County here for us. Um, um, so you know, definitely we have a lot of uh, Thundering Her fans down here, and. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully this game getting played, and uh, not just because um, you know we're all stars for sports, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun night, of, fun night of basketball. You know, this thing isn't really available to the general public, or it's very limited. You're going to be the most important person in herd athletics for a couple of days following this. You know that, right? Oh well, I'll, that's a, I'll keep that in mind. Then <laughs> you're putting the pressure on me. So. That's what we do on this show. We put the pressure on. <laughs> but it's going to be you. We'll be reading Gary Faber's story from the Registered Herald and the HD Media <laughs> platforms all across the state to find out what happened here, and uh, and that'll mean follow ups as well. You could probably live a couple of weeks off this, not have to even leave your house afterwards. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually. Um, I've still I've I've talked to some uh you know senior athletes over the last few weeks uh, just getting their thoughts on everything that's going on. And I've told them you know I know you know I can't imagine when I was eighteen not being able to do so much. And I'm forty six years old now. Staying in the house has actually kind of been a pleasure. <laughs> See, lucky you. I'm here at the office every day. Well, I mean, everyone's talking about staying at home and and catching up on Netflix. And I'm like, what is that life like? I don't know. I'm working. Yeah, I'm definitely working from home, but um, my wife works from home also. So during the day, I'm the uh, I'm the homeschooler. I'm, I'm the homeschool guy. I'm the teacher. I'm the uh, I'm the school cook. I'm, I've got recess duty, you know, things of that nature. So I'm definitely um, definitely um, got a full plate. And then of course in the evenings when uh, the work the work schedule starts, so it's you know definitely not um, definitely not uh, laying low. That's for sure. But it's been um, it's been nice. I've actually spent more family time, you know, through this. Um, you know, how this business is. You're not home in the evenings when the kids are home for school. And, but I've actually got to spend more time with my family through this. So once we go back to the office, it's going to be a little tough to, to get out of that. True, but with remote working now, this could be the avenue for you to work at home. What has changed in your – other than being in the office, um, you have a computer, you have a phone, you can – talk to whomever you need to do, you know, whatever, wherever they're at, you can probably reach them from your home. You know, do you think this is going to change the way that 
know, newspapers operate, maybe cut some overhead, you know, when we get back to some sort of normal and at the same time making sure reporters can still do their job? You never know. I mean, it's, um, you know, this, this business is, um, you know, it's ever changing. Um, you know, we're definitely going to, uh, you're seeing, um, more, uh, leaning to a, uh, digital aspect of the job. Um, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, um, I personally like the, um, you know, having everybody in the same building, you know, just kind of helps out with communication a little better. Um, but, you know, with, uh, you know, with this, you know, kind of seeing that, you know, the job can get done, you know, um, from a remote location, you know, from different remote locations, you know, it may change the way things are seen. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I certainly, um, I guess I'm old school a little bit and I like to, I like to be in with, um, you know, with my friends from work and just, you know, kind of enjoying the camaraderie. The sports editor of the Registered Herald joining us, Gary Faber. And how has this changed for you? You don't have the day-to-day. Are you a COVID-19 reporter now? Are you digging more into features? It's difficult to come on the air every day for me and talk about how sports is moving at a snail's pace and, and just basically reiterating the same thing we've talked about for the past 30, 40 days. I mean, what's the challenge for you, and, and how have you overcome it? The um, yeah, the the challenge is just being, you know, like, you know, basically like you, you talked about, you know, just still on a sports page, which is literally has become a sports page. We're down to one sports page a day. Um, and, um, you know, the, you know, the challenge to that has been, you know, obviously, you know, finding things to write about because we don't have live events to write about, but, um, we've been doing, we've been trying to concentrate on, um, uh, writing about some, uh, senior spring sports athletes, um, who, you know, had their, you know, had their senior season kind of ripped away from them and uh, just getting their, their thoughts on, on the situation, think, you know, talk about things they're doing to try to keep themselves busy, um, just trying to, uh, you know, give people kind of a glimpse into the person beyond the athlete, things of that nature. Um, there have been things, you know, I've been, you know, we have a WVU Tech here in Beckley who um, they were both the men and women's basketball teams were in, the uh, NAIA Division II national tournaments when the um, decision to cancel everything was being made. Uh, the women had actually played their first-round game. Um, the men were supposed to play their first-round game the day that everything was canceled. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I kind of caught up with them um, just to see, you know, just kind of, you know, get their thoughts on how everything unfolded on those days and, um, you know, just kind of catch up and kind of recap their season. You know, they're there are things out there you just kind of have to look a little harder now, <laughs> obviously. Um, um, but there are things to write about. And, you know, things keep coming up. Like yesterday uh, with the uh, announcement of Youth Force, that was something that was able to, to um, you know, get get some good word out there. Um, you know, there are features, there are things like that. The um, biggest challenge for me has been, um, you know, once I get some stories, you know, trying to, it all on one page, you know, because I don't have another page to jump stories to when I lay them out. So that's been a challenge, and more so than finding content. Um, you know, people may be surprised a little to hear, you know, you know, finding the content really hasn't been that much of a challenge yet. You know, but who knows how much longer this is going to last? I mean, and there were, um, you know, there, you know, even college football and pro football are 
in question right now. You know, we just don't know what's going to happen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, I enjoy writing. It's what I do. And, uh, so, you know, things are out there and I'll, I'll just try my best to find them. Joining us from the registered Herald, the sports editor, Gary Faber. And, um, I'm kind of curious as a, as a sports writer, once we get back to actual sport, how do you envision our job? Because we don't know if, if fans are going to be allowed back in the stadium. We don't know what the social distancing policies will be, interactions with coaches, players. Are we going to be required to wear masks if we were allowed in the facility? Are we even going to be allowed in the facility to cover these events? Is it going to be, you know, I, I can't envision what the game plan looks like just yet because we're so fluid on a daily basis. I mean, how do you see this? Because, you know, being in person is, is how, you know, what you do. You, you go to the, the event, you cover it. And, you know, could you envision we're all just watching it on TV now and, and covering it that way? Right. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that myself several times. Um, yeah, it just, uh, again, it'll just come down to whatever the social distancing policy will be at that given time. And, um, you know, I would imagine, yeah, we may have to wear a mask if we're doing a press box, if we're even allowed in a press box. Um, you know, the, you know, obviously the occupancy of that, uh, of the press box is going to probably, it's going to be, you know, affected by this, by this, uh, by the virus. Um, you know, do we watch from stands? Do we, you know, do we, you know, do we watch from cars? We, like I said, do we watch from TV? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I know that I'm, I thought about myself because the, um, the, uh, Prospect League, which, um, is the league that the, uh, West Virginia Miners here in Beckley play in there, you know, they're hoping to get their season started on July 1st. And I thought about that, you know, am I going to be allowed in the press box? Do I want to go in the press box? You know, you know, you know, you know, do I watch from the stands and, you know, to make sure that I'm not too close to a certain number of fans or whatever? It's, it's just, um, I just, I don't know. It's just, we're in a time that is unprecedented and I don't think we'll ever, ever, hopefully we'll never ever see anything like this again. Um, it's just the answers are just so hard to come up with to a lot of things. Um, not just in sports, but in you know, in life in general, it affects everything you do. I mean, before this happened, it was you know, it was nothing for me to end up in a grocery store seven days a week, and because I forgot this or needed that or whatever, and I'm not doing that now. You know, you know, what, you know, grocery trips are as you know, done as bare, you know, as, as absolute necessity, and uh, no extra trips or anything like that. It's just. Um, it's just um, it's hard to get used to. I'm gonna be honest with you. I still haven't gotten used to it. You know, it's been it's been two months now, and um, it's um, which um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, two months is not a long time. But it's um, it seems like an eternity, and just you know, the answers just are just so hard to come up with. Gary Faber joining us, the sports editor of the Registered Herald, and uh, hopefully, when I do see you, of course, it'll be at least six feet apart. Uh, we'll be both wearing masks. Um, maybe it'll just be yeah. maybe ten of us in the press box. I- I'd be okay with that. Just <laughs> I should be wearing a mask anyway. So. <laughs> hey, that's going to be my new norm. I'm I'm going to be at all Marshall games wearing masks. I might have different brands of mask on a on a weekly basis or a daily basis. I mean, I might rent that space. I'm thinking about it. 
you know, having someone's logo on my game day mask if, if they want to. There you go. If they want to pay you for can... that, I'm serious. I will brand. I will wear your brand <laughs> if you send me your mask. Like, I, I'm, you know how those social influencers they they wear gear and they put their pictures yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. I'll do that. I mean, I'll wear your logo. You know, if I have to. You know, just to make. Hey, it man, more. we have to. We have to get creative as we can. So. I'm thinking our protective gear, we might be like NASCAR stars, you know, with, with the sponsorships all over it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and think of it. Yeah. Will, um, will the coaches have to wear masks? You know, will the trainers, you know, of course, that's prime yeah. real estate right there. Again, Marshall sponsor right there in the, on the on the grill. You can see Doc Holliday's face <laughs> covered up with a herd logo <laughs> or a sponsor. And you can't see what he's really saying, you know, because, you know, he says a few things now and then. <laughs> and we'll lead to that. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there smarter than me who have already thought of things the way avoid the ways to capitalize for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking make turn this into a, a win. Let's capitalize on this here. I've, I've been yeah. I've been yeah. pushing for for mass produced masks with with station logos ready. I mean, you could have a registered Herald logo right there on your mask. I mean, just for all the city. There you go. There you, there you go. I could I would I wear that. I might just get one with my Twitter handle or, you know, my social media, just, you know, self-promote. <laughs> Put the show logo there, the time I'm on, you know, just, you know, this book will be a walking billboard for me. There you go. <laughs> Gary, it's good catching up you with really you. You really should do that. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. Maybe just having some masks branded with, you know, with me stuff. You know, it's brand, or I'll sell the space. because There you go. Because I, I can imagine if we're going to have football, I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm probably going to be there, and if that's the case, and, and then how are we going to inter- do post-game interviews? I mean, are players going to show up, wear masks? I mean, what's it going to look like? And that's the thing. We don't know. I mean, what's what's your post-game going to look like? Are you going to allow student-athletes yeah. in a room with, with journalists? You don't know where they've been, and you've been yep. tightly quarantining your student-athletes? You know, what's that going to look like? Exactly. It's um... – yeah, you know, obviously it remains to be seen. It's um, it's just um, it's a it's a sad situation. It really is. It's um, cause we just don't we just don't know. And um, I guess the worst part is, you know, if we do get to go ahead, you know, to to start, and then when when do we get that to go ahead? Do we go to an eight game schedule or whatever? I mean, it's not like um, whenever we do get going, you know, you just can't expect things to be normal as they were right off the bat. There are going to be precautions to be taken, um, things that we probably aren't even thinking of. That are, and it's just going to be something, again, that we're going to have to get used to and adjust to. And um, it's just a lot, a lot of unknown. Gary, it's good catching up with you. We need to do it more often. Of course, I know where to find you. You're covering everything. And Beckley for the Registered Herald, of course. Uh, you're part of the HD Media family. Uh, that means you're going to be anywhere and everywhere they put you. <laughs> well, man, it was really it was really great to talk, catch up with you, like you said. And um, I'm here anytime you want me, anytime you need me. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. All right, you too. Take care of yourself. Gary Faber, he is the sports editor of the Registered Herald. We'll have more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Coming up tonight, our great preseason NFL game series continues with a replay of Super Bowl 51. I don't know if you knew what happened. If you don't know, I'm not going to tell you, but it features the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. So if you don't know what happened in Super Bowl 51, I'm not going to tell you. Airtime tonight set for 8 p.m. right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So some news over the weekend we really haven't touched on just yet. How do you replace Justin Rohrwasser? How do you replace that kid? Well, Marshall seems to have their eyes on a replacement and Morgantown senior John McConnell. He tweeted the other day that he received a full scholarship from Marshall University. So Marshall wisely going after a replacement for a position that I think they really benefited from and having a good kicker. Doc Holliday, big fan of special teams. He preaches it. He focuses on it. At times, he has judged the caliber of the team based on how well their special teams are coached and how well they perform. Needless to say, he's a big believer in special teams, how it can flip the field, how it can make things happen. And so you don't usually hear about news about a kicker, a punter, receiving a scholarship, but you're picking up a young man from Morgantown tweeting out over the weekend that he received a full scholarship. He's a he's well regarded. He he's well regarded as far as um how many schools that have been actually after him. Um Alabama looking at him, North Carolina, Auburn, Georgia Tech, uh Pittsburgh, Penn State, obviously, West Virginia, obviously. And um you now Marshall represents his first scholarship. He's not Going to just take it and run. He's going to keep the recruiting open, though, and that's a good that's a good move on his part. Just keep it open, see what your options are. Of course, if you're a Marshall fan, you know you don't want kids to keep their options open. You want them to take their scholarship and go to Marshall, but he's going to keep his options open. But he's very blessed to receive that offer. Marshall making the first move. Maybe Marshall wins the game by getting him the first offer. Maybe he looks at Marshall and says, "Okay, I mean a guy like Justin Rohrwasser. I mean, really, if you're a special teams guy." And you see Justin Rohrwasser. And then you see maybe Justin Rohrwasser do well in the NFL. You put two and two together. Okay, that kid came from Marshall. Marshall's interested in me. Oh, yeah, Justin Rohrwasser. Yeah, he was here. I mean, same thing with Marshall for many years. Wide receiver. Oh, yeah, Randy Moss. Randy Moss played there. And for a while, oh, hey, yeah, Byron Leftwich. Oh, hey, Chad Pennington. You get where I'm going at? Then you find the next kid. Then you find the next kid, and then kids look up to that next person. I mean, honestly, how many people for a long time, all they knew of Marshall University was Randy Moss? And that's not a bad thing. But when it comes to recruiting, you use everything you can. And so you go to a kid and say, hey, you know what? Here's Justin Rohrwasser. Look where he's at now. You could be the next Justin Rohrwasser. You could be the next one in line. You could be the next one. So keep that in mind as recruiting continues. And honestly, I'm going to be really interested to see what recruiting looks like over the next few weeks, few months, how it's going to change, how it's going to stay the same with everything involved with the new landscape. I don't want to call it the new normal. I, I think I'm going to remove that from my personal lexicon. 
It's not the new normal. It's going to be the new landscape. It's the current now. Here's the now. This is where we're at. Because I don't think we're going to be back to normal anytime soon. I don't think we're going to settle down anytime soon. So whatever is normal today, not going to be normal tomorrow. But in this new landscape, I'm interested to see what recruiting looks like. You know, Eventually, coaches are going to be able to go back out. Eventually, you're going to have more in-person visits. Or what will that look like? How much of a recruiting budget are you going to have? Schools are going to try to figure out how to limit their expenditures. Recruiting, of course, is the lifeline, the bloodline. It really is of a school. So that's something that's going to interest me here over the next few weeks, months, and not just with Marshall, but for any school. How is that going to play out when it comes to actually being able to spend money and go out and recruit? But we get off topic just a little bit. But again, congratulations to that young man. Hopefully uh, he does um, make his way to Marshall. He's definitely excited about the offer. We're going to wrap this one up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host for this Tuesday, May 12th couple items to touch on before we call it a night. First of all, the Mid-American Conference eliminating the postseason tournaments for multiple sports, and they're also making adjustments to men's and women's basketball, also with volleyball starting with the 2021 season. Now, starting in the 2021 season, the conference will be eliminating the postseason tournaments for the following sports. Baseball, softball, men's and women's soccer, men's and women's tennis, field hockey, and women's lacrosse. Also, the adjustments that they're making to the men's and women's basketball tournaments will be eliminating all first-round home games. The top eight teams from the regular season will advance directly to Cleveland. They're also going to be eliminating the divisions for men's and women's basketball and going to be playing 20 conference games instead of 18. And, of course, the Mid-American Conference, if they're making changes Does this mean that other conferences are maybe looking at similar changes as well in parallel, in concert, same sort of thinking? But think about it. Mid-American Conference, one of the things that I really didn't enjoy about the postseason was you had the first round game at home venues, and then, then you could go to the tournament. You didn't know. The whole point of, okay, does my team qualify for the tournament? I'm going to the tournament, not okay, my team's going to play in that first round. It's a home game or it's a road game at a at a visiting school. Or you, you, do they go to Cleveland? You don't have that sort of, all right, do I go? Do I make tentative reservations? I mean, that's good. I, I like that. Actually, if you qualify, you're in a top eight, you're going to the tournament. And I think Conference USA should do that, to be quite honest. Top eight, go into the tournament. I don't like having teams 9, 10, 11, 12. Take the top eight. Take your best eight. Have your tournament. You got rid of pod play, thankfully. Take your top eight. I like that plan. Now, of course, that might not make some membership happy, but Mid-American Conference taking the top eight, going directly to Cleveland, and 
not playing 18 conference games. You're going to play. You're going to play 20. No more divisions. Playing 20 games. We'll see how that works. I mean, could Conference USA, you know, look at how these tournaments are being staged and rethink this? Honestly, if you're looking for ways to save money, if the MAC is doing this, the MAC, where travel's not going to be that big of an issue. Travel's not going to be that big of an issue. So do you go and eliminate tournaments? I mean, if you're volleyball, you're sitting there going, okay, we got to win the regular season, no tournament. And if you're, well, the volleyball, volleyball would be okay in the MAC. But if you're baseball, no tournament. Softball, no tournament. Can you imagine Marshall not going to the Conference USA tournament last season and you enjoying the thrill of having that tournament and Marshall winning that thing? So that's the Mid-American Conference making their changes. Also, um, Cal State System plans to cancel most in-person classes. The 23-campus California State University System plans to all but cancel in-person classes in the fall and instead offering instruction primarily online. What's this mean for sports? It's a good question. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank my guest today, Gary Fauber, the sports editor of the Registered Herald. I appreciate him. Back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again here. We'll get it right one of these days here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Stay safe, everyone. Good night. home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.